0: Hey everybody, it is Traggs Mike Petralia alongside James Rapine of AllBengals.com does a wonderful job with the Locked On podcast, the only daily podcast covering your AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals here at the NFL Combine 2022 in downtown Indianapolis, the Indiana Convention Center to be exact, and James, I wanna get to the news. First of all, everybody is wondering what are the Bengals gonna do to improve the offensive line? And we kind of got, I think, maybe a peak, maybe not, I don't know, yet. Uh, when we spoke with uh, Frank Pollock here on Wednesday, obviously, Zach Taylor, Duke Tobin, the director of uh, personnel for the Bengals, have also spoken. So did uh, Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator. The biggest takeaway to me is we like
1: the guys we have, but we can get better. No doubt. I, that, that's the vibe. And we knew they knew it, but it's good to hear it and it's good to read between the lines because Duke Tobin, Zach Taylor, not, they're not going to throw these guys under the bus. But I think it was pretty telling Frank Pollock today. He was watching free agents before he met with us. He was watching free agents. He said, oh, I'm going to go watch more after. There's a reason. We all know it, and they're not dumb, all right? You may have criticisms of them, but they know the offensive line was an issue. So Frank Pollock, what is he looking for? Glass eaters. Hmm. and Explain. That, yeah, glass eaters. And that's what he described. Uh, his ideal free agent addition in the, in the trenches if they uh, were to add, and obviously they plan on adding. And so what is that? It's tough guys that are going to be able to, to block, essentially through the whistle, win that last shove, and, and be nasty. And he kept talking about that nastiness and physical. And at the end of the, the interview, too, he also mentioned talent because talent matters. And I, I think everybody knows they need more talent in that room. Yeah, and I think depth is
0: another word that keeps coming up, especially if you're you know, a defending AFC champion like the Bengals are. Mm-hmm. What you're looking to do in a situation like this, and I wrote about this for CLNS Media. You can also go back in our Jungle Roar podcast library. We've talked about this. Good teams need depth to get through injuries, and that's really what the Bengals are looking for in terms of the offensive line. But uh, that's a little misleading, actually. Let me go back a little bit. The Bengals want maybe one or two, I think, experienced starters along the line, and then maybe that kicks some of the guys that were forced into starting
1: positions, like in the Super Bowl, to depth spots. And that's the thing. Quentin Spain wouldn't mind him being back, right? But does he have to start? Can he battle Jackson Carmen for one of those starting jobs and that be one of your starters? And, and and so you're not starting both. You're not forced to start Akeem Edenogy and Isaiah Prince. And so... Yeah, those guys can be depth pieces. And I'm not saying punt on Jackson Carmen or Deontay Smith. And the Bengals obviously aren't. Or Trey Hill. But you have to get better there now because the offense just couldn't function. Right? It was not functional at the end of the season and in the playoffs, in the red zone, when they needed a yard, they couldn't necessarily get a yard. And I think that's really frustrating. When I haven't even mentioned the 70 sacks that Joe Burrow took. I'm tired of uh, Well, let me uh,
0: jump in here. Yeah. A lot of the responders and and people following on Twitter have mentioned those yes. 70 sacks.
1: That's right. And so you know it. I know it. You know what? I'm sick of covering tracks. A game where Joe Burrow has to limp around in the middle of the third quarter, and it's just a little Nick, but most quarterbacks don't have that every week, and it seemed like he had to deal with something every other week, and that's that's something that they have to fix, and I think they know it.
0: I think a lot of people are assuming that they are going to spend their 31st pick overall on an offensive lineman. You
1: along with that in that same boat? No, not necessarily. Corner? I think, I think it's at corner, offensive line, defensive line, you know, defensive tackle, edge, safety, I think could be in the mix. Von Bell hmm. is in his last year of his deal too. It's not just Jesse Bates. Everyone's Looking at Bates, but Bell, you know, so they could look at extending him or something like that. So you only get there, though, if you handle the offensive line in free agency and get yourself to a point where you can see the vision and it's not, oh, well, if this guy makes a leap and if this guy makes a leap, there's no more ifs. They have to get to that point. And if they do that, then, yeah, 31 to me is wide open, best player available. All right. Had a chance to talk to Brian Callahan, offensive
0: coordinator here on Wednesday in Indianapolis. And I asked him about... The one-yard problem that the Bengals had all season long. Anyone who's followed the Bengals knows this. They had trouble converting countless times on getting one yard. And ironically, yet appropriately, in the Super Bowl, it cost them five times. They could not get one yard. One yard that would have extended a drive and probably giving the Bengals a good chance to run out the clock either in the third quarter or obviously in the fourth quarter come back and get the game-tying field goal or even win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, it was a huge issue all season long. And obviously in the Super Bowl, their first drive, it was an issue. Uh, their red zone drive after the interception when they had all the momentum yep. uh, early in the third quarter, and it's like, oh, man, they could take this game over and then on that final drive. So that's, that's the part of it, and that's what I mean by functional. 99% of offenses, especially ones good enough to go to the Super Bowl, can get that yard at least a couple of those times. They're not going to get it every time. And and that's the thing. Are they going to go out and swing super big in free agency on one of these linemen? I don't know about that. I don't know if they're going to go get Brandon Scherf. I think it's pretty unlikely. I don't know if they're going to spend big money on Ter- Teron Armstead. Ryan Jensen. I'd be great. Yeah, it would be great, right? Because if you get Ryan Jensen at center, uh, you know, you, you can – spend decent money at guard and you can get some, but Jensen cleans it up. And so if Jackson Carmen has to start at one of these guard spots, you don't feel as bad because he's playing between Jonah Williams and Jensen or veteran right tackle and Jensen. So uh would not be shocked at all if they go that route. And I also think that the trade route, Laramie Tunsil, if he mm-hmm. does become available, yep. he's a guy, 27 years old, in his prime. Yeah, he's making big money. The Bengals are willing to commit big money to players they feel are worth it. Trey Hendrickson, they did that last year, the year before. DJ Reader, Laramie Tunsil season.
0: Laramie Tunsil tweeted on Wednesday. I'm sure you saw this. Who loves me? Oh,
1: well, all of Cincinnati does. Joe Burrow. Does. Did you see what he got his offensive lineman? So, yeah, I think uh, you saw that tweet, right? I didn't until just now.
0: Well, now you're you're learning something new on the Jungle Roar podcast. Laramie Tunsil shot out a tweet. Who loves me? Wow. And I think that's interesting, knowing that, you know, does his current team love him? Or, like you suggest, perhaps, if he gets dealt in a trade, maybe his new
1: team will love him. And I think they would love him in Cincinnati. Maybe you should ask your uh, good buddy, your old buddy, Nick Casario, from New England, your New England days, now the Houston Texans general manager, hey, what uh, what's it going to take? Because, yeah, I, look, this team is going to be more fun to cover if they can protect Joe Burrow. Right. They're going to be more fun to watch. They're going to be more entertaining. I I was just talking to uh, two non national reporters that are non Bengals fans. They have no interest. And they're like, man, that's such a fun team. Can you imagine if they can protect Burrow?
0: So I I don't I don't think it's an option. It has to be done. I mean, that's they have to improve. Mike Brown on on down have acknowledged. They have to do something to help Joe Burrow. They have to
1: No, they have to because he's he's that damn good. And when you have that, it's hard to find that again, right? right. I just mentioned your Patriots once. They, they had Brady. It's hard to find Brady again. And Mac Jones is okay, but I don't think he's going to be that. And so when you have it, you have to take advantage of it. And um, I think the Bengals know they have it. And I think they want to get the offensive line right. But they've tried. That's the thing. They've tried to get it right, and they haven't. They need to go a different route this time and I think spend significant dollars on the offensive line
0: that is I agree with you I think that's what they're going to wind up doing let's talk about the defense you know I've been banging this drum the last two days here in Indianapolis speaking of the Patriots from the people and sources I've spoken to uh in New England I don't think JC Jackson's going to get tagged I think he's gone in New England I don't think they want to pay uh what JC Jackson is going to be seeking and corner as you know James he that is a primo position requiring uh, or demanding top dollar. Are the Bengals willing to pay three years top dollar to J.C. Jackson? Because if you put J.C. Jackson across from Cheeto Awuzie, I think you have one of the top secondaries in all of football.
1: Yeah, you would, because you'd have Jesse Bates, you'd have Von Bell. Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton, who's a really great nickel corner. I mean, yeah, you combine all that together, you have like a 1 and a 1A. And your 1A was your one when you went to the Super Bowl. So I agree with you. And, again, they may look at it. And I think they're going to spend on a corner. And I don't necessarily think it's going to be Eli Apple for those. They might extend him or, or re-sign him. But it, I don't think it's going to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to be outside corner number two. That being said, I just said, DJ Reader, big money. Trey Hendrickson, big money. Is JC Jackson next? This 26-year-old.
0: prime of his career though this is not somebody who's 30 31 he's in absolutely the prime of his career and if you're going to spend money on that and jc jackson has proven that he is i don't want to say a shutdown corner close to it though close to a shutdown corner but he's a number one corner you can put on an island and expect him to defend the top receiver on the other side
1: yeah And, and so they've shown they've been willing to invest that money in defense and maybe it's Lou Anarumo, man. He just gets in those meetings and he bangs the table and he's able to get it done. I don't know. Uh, you know, as far as convincing the Bengals they should go that route or target right. that player and go all in for him. But, yeah, J.C. Jackson fits that bill. And it's prime defensive player, star, but under the radar, I would say, which is what Hendrickson was, which is mm-hmm. what Reader was. J.C. Jackson, it's not like he's mentioned among Jalen Ramsey on outside circles. He is He's really good and in that level probably, but he isn't – I don't think he's that name yet, and that's that meets what the Bengals have done. And that the flip
0: side of that coin is that there are those around here in Indianapolis and other teams around the National Football League who think J.C. Jackson may not be quite the top corner, top dollar corner, his agent, and he think he is. So it would be interesting how the Bengals play that and how they play the market. Let's finish up here, James, talking about the – Man in the secondary, everybody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about the Bengals and you're a fan of the Bengals, Jesse Bates, we know he's a legitimate leader in that locker room. We know he has earned his C on his jersey as captain of the Cincinnati, one of the captains of the Cincinnati Bengals. Do the Bengals avoid tagging him or tag him and pull the tag off uh,
1: with a new deal before opening day 2022? maybe i don't think they get it done before march 8th so i think he's getting the franchise tag i'm yep. pretty confident in that
0: right
1: but here's why i'm optimistic that a deal gets done when bates wants a deal and the Bengals want a deal there's got to be a middle ground somewhere right you got to be able to find a deal and find a way to get it done and i know bates's agent wants to make him the highest paid safety in the nfl and he's got his eyes on that but I think there's a compromise here, and I know the Bengals want to get it done. I really know Bates wants to be in Cincinnati and get that done and not play on the tag. And if he doesn't, you know, find a deal, if they don't find a middle ground, he's going to play on the tag because they're not letting him free agency. So uh, that's the dilemma that we'll uh, we'll see come to fruition here. We'll see what what happens and comes to fruition.
0: Bates doesn't want to play on a tag, but he also wants to play for a team that is coming off a Super Bowl appearance, 85 seconds away from a Vince Lombardi trophy being hoisted. Uh, I think he understands that. He's going to let things with David Mugleta and Athletes First, his agent uh, and his agency, let the things play out and see where it goes from there. I don't, I think in the end, James, I don't think it's worth it to him to get two two and a half extra million dollars a year and play in a situation, let's just say the Jets, for instance, where they're constantly in rebuild. There's no real hope going forward of them being close to getting to a Super Bowl. Whereas with the Bengals, they are close. They have a young core in place. I think that, like you said, there's optimism for the Bengals to reach a deal with Jesse Bates. And, uh, you know, I think for the Bengals' sake and for all the fans that follow us here on the Jungle World Podcast, here's hoping. Anyway, we'll have updates throughout the week on CLNS Media, and uh, certainly we look forward to the next big ticket moment in the NFL schedule, and that, of course, is NFL free agency. You can't wait, can you?
1: Oh, man, buckle up. It's going to be so much fun. I'm not going to get any sleep.
0: We never do in free agency, never do.
1: Yeah, it feels like I haven't slept in a month anyway, so might as well make it too. The free agency's almost here, can't wait.
0: All the weeks are melding into one another, James. So he's James Rapine of All Bengals. Follow him on uh, allbengals.com. He does an amazing job covering the stripes, as well as listen to him on the Locked In Bengals podcast, the only daily podcast covering your Cincinnati Bengals. He's James Rapine. I'm Mike Petralia. This is, a, has been, episode one of season two of the Jungle Roar podcast.